Go low, yeah. Three, two, one. Cheers, bro. My man. Uh, dude, it, it's definitely a different vibe from living down in Long Beach and then coming up here. I like the second I was on on the road, come back up to see me. I felt like just so much more relaxed. Hmm. I really have no idea why. I think I mean I think I just like being it. back home. Yeah, yeah, but I mean I don't always feel that way. I think just being I was I was away for two weeks, so it's like yeah. I was kind of like just kind of like okay, I'm really looking forward to seeing my buddies. Like I, I was really looking forward to like jamming uh, uh, and then seeing you and yeah. kind of just kicking it with everyone. I feel like that's not. I don't know. It's just a different vibe being down there. Uh, and kind of just fucking being in your routine and going to school and going to work and getting shit done. And then, like, I'm still having a good time. I went out. I partied uh, with, some, with some, some homies. I went to some bars. It's just different. I think I'm not as, as relaxed with other people as I am with, like, my OG friends. Yeah. I definitely think that has, like, certain things. But it's also... Like, my friends in Colorado, I didn't feel that way, because they were, like, my OG, they were, like, homies, like, mm-hmm. true, true friends. I just, maybe just not being down there for that long, I, uh, I don't know if I've just made that same connection. Yeah, I don't know, I feel like it's, it's just the people, you're gonna have, you know, a really close vibe with some people, and then some people are just friends, but they're, they right. just feel like temporary friends. Right. I actually heard something really interesting. Ooh. So, you know how I'm taking this class with Daniele Boyeri, the, the guy that was on Joe Rogan? He was the yeah. history guy. Oh. Dude, this guy's fascinating. This okay. guy is such a delight to like, listen to. He's is the really... guy with the beard that looks like me? No, 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 no. That's a different class. I have something to tell you about that. Um, no, he's a history buff, and he has his own history podcast called History on Fire, mm. and it's super interesting. Really recommend it. And... He, he pretty much just bases the podcast off what he's already teaching. He te- teaches, like, U.S. history, and he also g- dives into the European side, sometimes recent history. Sometimes it goes way back um, to, like, uh, um, you know, like, pirates. He goes, I don't know if he goes, oh, I think he goes into, like, Ice Age. Uh, wow, like, uh, all sorts of freaking history. Yeah, man. It's really fascinating to listen to. But this guy, he brings up uh, relations to life. And he'll just, like, stop his class and just be like... That's awesome. He'll, he'll just say... If you know all this stuff, but you can't relate it to anything, it's almost pointless. If yeah, dude. And he's so casual. He's, like, having a conversation with everyone. It's such a good vibe. It's... Every time I'm in that class, I'm just like, ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just soaking up the information. And everything is just... I'm, it's being presented in such an articulate way that I can receive it and digest it. And I actually can understand what's going on. What class is this? This is history. It's it's uh, recent history. So we're starting with the Civil War, and going uh, till like, two thousand five or something like that. Uh, but he broke down class, and he was just kind of saying, uh, "So what is it? What does everyone want? Like what, you know what what is what is the right way to live? And who is to say what is right and who what is wrong?" We all have different ways of living. Some people work too much, and some people, you know, enjoy family and friends, and they don't have any money. 
you know, who's to say what's right? You know, and, and, and this is the time. And he was, he was kind of like saying, like, you know, this is the time to think about it, you know? And, and it's up to you. It's whatever you want to wow. do. And I'm still, I'm still working on it, you know? And <laughs> Damn. It, dude, you just got Never real. Never hear a teacher go that deep. He got real as fuck, dude. Yeah, it, it's, it's really a delight to, to have someone that has that mindset of, like, guys, what, what do you want to do with your life, you know? Like, yeah, like, it's so important in a teacher. So, it's so fascinating. Yeah. Man. I really dig it. But he was talking He's about... teaching more than just a subject. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was talking about, in the same uh, talk he was, he was giving, he was like, you know, I feel like our culture, you know, like especially America has this culture of uh, friends through association or uh, like a, uh, situational friends, he called them, okay. where it's, you know, you both have something that you're doing at that point in time and that's why your schedule works, you know, and that's why you're like, oh, you're not annoying. Let's hang out. You know, and like you're just friends through a class or you're friends through work, you know, and then and then you kind of just uh, once once you don't work there, once the class is over, you're just like, uh, now I have to schedule time to hang out with you. <laughs> bye bye. You know, yeah, <laughs> he's know. Just like, I'm gone. Bye bye. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally get that. And, and that's kind of what it feels like. Uh, down in Long Beach, so some people, some people I really do yeah. vibe with. And it's kind of just like friends through commonalities. Yeah, and it's and it's but the commonalities are really the only thing that you guys share. Yeah, and it's, it's as of, deeper than that. As of right now, that's kind of some of the people. You know, that's just it's just some of the people. It could always change. It just takes effort on both sides, and I just don't think a lot of people put in that effort. There's some people that I definitely don't put the effort in, and you know, maybe I'm okay with it. Yeah, but. but Oh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, how much sugar has been at my job. I work at a place where health is nonstop, mm. like being just like, hey, we're going to make you feel better. Hey, we're going to make you feel better. We're going to heal you. We're going to heal you. Mm. And how do these people repay us? They buy us powdered fucking donuts made from like these fucking boutique the donut fuck? places. <laughs> and dude, it is so rough. It is so rough. I mean, I, I am super appreciative of everyone that's... Of food. <laughs> but it's just like, come on. Like, I'm trying to... Like, I want to live a life that's super healthy. And I also want to, like, indulge on things that, you know, I want to just splurge on. But I, I don't want it to be shoved in front of my face. And, you know, your willpower when you're tired at work is so much lower. So much lower. And I'll just fucking cave. I'll cave. And I'll, I'll usually give myself some rules. It'll always be like fucking donuts, or uh, or muffins. And this shit, this shit is so good, dude. It's yeah, so good. I mean, there's another side to that too. When you're at work, if you're like running on nothing, it's better to eat something than it is to not have anything. Yeah, but with when it comes to the sugar, you're literally <laughs> gonna spike your blood sugar, and then just have that the the carpet pulled out from underneath you. It's gonna crash so hard. So if you're at work for a long time, you need something to sustain your blood sugar. That's honestly why. Yeah, it's definitely not ideal, hundred percent. That's that's why. Sometimes fasting is just way better. Sometimes that intermittent fasting, it really depends. I know you in particular, you kind of always need a constant supply of calories. Calories, <laughs> <laughs> calories, but. I feel like I could go, I could I could work pretty efficiently depending on what I'm doing, like uh, uh, mentally. My brain is a lot more focused mm-hmm. if I if I don't have that much in my tank. 
if I wake up in the morning and I just have like maybe an avocado, I've been I've been having um, mainly just that keto and protein, uh, high fat, high protein, and then low carbs uh, yeah. throughout the day, and then end it with with carbs. Yeah, that just kind of helps me. Yeah, that's exactly what I've been doing as well. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. Okay. What what kind of what kind of fats have you have you been going towards? Um, <clears throat> avocados, almonds, um, cheese, um, cheese, salami, you know, whatever I got in the house, you know. Yeah. Um, is it always almonds? Not always. Yeah. Do you like other nuts? nuts? Like, yeah. Nuts, cashews. Um, have you ever heard of soaking nuts? Like, like a ball koozie? No. <laughs> <laughs> soaking nuts? Have you never, you never heard of that? Uh-uh. So, yeah, apparently it. It makes digestion. Soaking them in what? Water. Really? Yeah, you just soak them, and it loosens everything up. And I can see that actually. Yeah, I mean, it, this is make been... it easier to digest for sure. Yeah. I, Does I, it taste better though? I feel like that makes it like weird. I don't know. I I I think I've had it, but I think I've had it in smoothies. So it's like you don't really taste that. Hmm. It kind of has a nutty nutty like a nut butter taste. Interesting. It's not bad, dude. If you think about it, a lot. A lot of those healthy foods, some of them wreak havoc on your your gut because I feel like the fiber or the way it digests, some people just can't handle it, especially if you're not used to it. Like back in our caveman days, I'm sure that we were eating tree bark and able to just be like, okay, I'm trying to survive here, so I'll digest whatever I can and get rid of the rest. Right. Just because something is you know, considered healthy by general standards doesn't mean that it's going to fit <clears throat> into how you digest. Like digest something, you know. I, I listened to this really interesting podcast with. Uh, I watched it. I was oh, okay, listening. you listened to Sam yeah, Sam Quick. Yeah. Uh, is, that, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Quick, something genetic, something quick. Genetic testing and what you should be eating exactly. Yeah, that guy was. What do you think of it? Uh, that's awesome, dude. He's so passionate about it too. Yeah, it has a purpose because like what was it his dad or something? Yeah, yeah. His dad. Uh, yeah. His dad had a. Um, he was diagnosed with something. Mm. And and I think that it was helping him, but it's a little too late. I'm I'm looking yeah, at the he, name. Yeah, no, of the I think he passed away. Oh, he already passed. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I Either thought, he, uh, I thought he just I don't know if he passed him. away, but um, it was like too late, you know. Right. Yeah. So. What What do you think of it? Um, I think that's awesome. You did know? Did you I agree with that, a lot with what he was saying? Yeah, I could see that for sure. I never really thought about it that way though, that. Our genetic, our um, DNA codes for, um, you know, us digesting certain foods better than others. Yeah. The the podcast, by the way, is Quick Brain Memory Improvement, and it's with uh, uh, Naveen Jain, activating your second brain. So this guy pretty much just talks about how your gut is, you know, what we really referred to as our second brain because it sends all of these impulses up through our what was the the gland the vagus nerve the vagus nerve right the vagus nerve and he said that that almost makes it a primary brain like it, it changes your brain chemistry that shit yeah. that shit is crazy he, he put this huge metaphor on how like we were pretty much vessels for bacteria and how you know like the bacteria yeah, he was said just like a really interesting fact he said there's like there's so many different strains of back, uh, bacteria in our gut. Um, thousands, millions, I don't know, but it's a lot. Anyway, all of their genomes combined 
codes for more DNA than is in our our own genome. Oh, <laughs> fucking gives me mind, goosebumps, bro. How mind fucking is that? Like, this is my body. <laughs> Get out of me. Right. It's if that doesn't show you what fucking uh that we all need to work synergistically. That is like living proof right there. Our whole body is run off of just these synergistic vibes from all these different organisms. Yeah. Isn't that weird, dude? It's just mm-hmm. we're, we're meant to work together to, to achieve Yeah, we're meant greater. to work together. Yeah. I, I, I always take... That's the underlying... I always I take those things that we learned in like biology or like other, other forms of science, and you could really apply that to such a, a macro level. There's, there's yeah. you know, it, whether it be how a society's run... You know, or just how your mind works. All of it kind of starts at that micro level, and the the laws kind of apply. It, it just kind of it just everything yeah. is that. Yeah, you definitely see trends. You know, you yeah. see trends in biology, and then you can relate them to real life as well, and be mm-hmm. like, "Whoa, it's the same exact thing." Yeah, I'm showing some examples right now. I'll yeah, some examples. Yeah, maybe if you smoke some weed, you'll you'll get hit with that. <laughs> the impulse. Dude, I actually have some questions because you kind of have a different relationship with nutrition as most people. Like definitely more than me because you did, you did bodybuilding and also powerlifting. Mm-hmm. And both those things, they do kind of require a lot of your energy level. You know, like, right. you, you, like the bodybuilding stuff is way more, uh, um, you know, hypertrophy and, and muscle gain and, and leaning out, losing the body fat. And a lot of that is from the calories in versus calories out. But you had a really cool method because a lot of people count calories. Like I know I'm, I went through phases of counting calories. It worked for me, but it was a lot of work. But you've kind of found better ways that Yeah, I feel like you had major success. I mean, you won bodybuilding competitions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just have this, this kind of intuition for it, I think. But how, I'm, did you, how did you get there? Um, to trial and error, of course, you know? What what were, like, the main takeaways? Like, what were, like, the big aha? Like, oh, okay, that's, that makes sense, and that's what I need to do now. You really have to start committing to a certain diet to really see how your body responds, and then, then you can, like, oh, like, I, if I have a lot of carbs, this is how I feel, Mm -hmm. you know? Then commit to no carbs, see how that feels. Right. Commit to, um, you know... Somewhere in between. So just higher levels of certain macronutrients and... Yeah, the macronutrients and then the macronutrients as well. That's what I've been experimenting with a lot recently. Like now, yeah. Yeah. But that's for different reasons, right? That's mainly for energy. Different reasons, yeah. The micronutrients, you know, eating all your veggies has nothing to do with what you look like (laughs) as much as... I mean, your skin, that's one thing. But your body composition... But also bloated, dude. Don't Don't you think what you eat affects... It, it has an effect on how much you're bloated. Have you ever eaten something and be like, whoa, my stomach is inflated right now? And something, yeah. it could be something healthy, it could be something bad, but eating something like that, that technically is changing your physique because you don't look, you know, the same as if you didn't eat that yeah, food. Yeah, that's in that moment though. Yeah, that's momentary. You're right. You're it's right. momentarily. But what if your diet consists of all these foods that are kind of, um, but you're in pain all the time. Why would someone do that to themselves? People don't even realize it, dude. You see it every single day. You see these people just slumming their legs across the floor, dragging their arms, and they don't realize why they feel like shit. And they they blame like other life factors 
oh, I just work too hard. Oh, I just do yep. this. But it's, but it's really, it dives into that internal level. I mean, it's not just food. I would say sleep is probably a bigger proponent of bigger? feeling. No. Equal. Equal? Equal. Yeah. Sleep is so important, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It depends case case by case. I see a lot of people who get plenty or enough sleep and their diet is completely off. Right. And they feel like shit. And I'm like, well, yeah. well no shit. Yeah, yeah. If, if one or the other is off, either way you're going to feel like shit. Mm. But sleep has this huge effect on hormonal uh, <laughs> kind of balance. It regulates all of your... <laughs> you went too big, bro. Ooh, okay. This podcast is about to get very interesting. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye, Zany. <laughs> Just keep drinking. Cheers, bro. You got this. <laughs> hmm. But I, there's there's certain things on the micronutrient level. <laughs> Let me know if you if you need a minute. <laughs> now we're good. Um, there's definitely certain things on the micronutrient level that have slight pushes and pulls with your your. Uh, the way you feel. And the way you feel is also going to affect the way you look. Because let's say you feel like shit. Um, then you're not going to be motivated to really work out or go on a run or, you know, or do do these things. It might, you know, put you in a slump. might make you want to snack more. might make sure. you want to. So there, there are certain things. But when it comes to calories in versus calories out, macronutrients, so like those things like carbs, proteins, and fats, those are the only things that affect how much calories you're taking in. Micronutrients don't have any effect on that. Right. So there could know. be a chain reaction with the micronutrients and how you feel and how much energy you feel and, you know, what kind of mood you're in. And, you know, that can determine, like, do I want to work out today, you know, or do I want to fucking get up off the couch, you know? Right. But as far as, <clears throat> as, far as um, the macronutrients go, that is what determines what you look like, along with exercise as well. Right. Those right. are the two things. Like, that is it. You know, you might look pale and like sunken eyes and like right. feel like shit, mm-hmm. but you could be ripped. You could be ripped. And not eat any vegetables. Yeah. I just think for sustainability, you need to feel good in order to look good. Yeah. Sustainability, 100%. Yeah. If you're a bodybuilder, yeah. That- you're eating anyway. Why is, you might as well throw those things in there. Because honestly, all these vegetables and these greens and these things that make you feel awesome. Um, they're not that feeling anyway. So just throw them in the meal. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And from some people, it's just like, oh, it tastes gross. Just like, fucking, just nut up. It's for your health, my God. Yeah. We, we, we abuse the fact that food tastes good. I can relate to those people. You know, I definitely used to think certain things are, you know, like terrible tasting and like yeah. not want to eat them. But as soon as, like I said, you start committing yourself to um, a certain like diet plan, a certain... Um, aspect of your diet, you really have to commit to it, you know? Like, you can't just be like, oh, I want to try this out. Try it for two days and dump it, you know? I see, right. that, I see people do that all the time. But if you actually commit to it and um, you start seeing the way that these vegetables and these this micronutrients is having an effect on you, you're really going to understand, like, wow, I, I want this, you know? Mm-hmm. My body wants this. It's You're almost addicted I, I to need the to feeling want this rather than the taste. You're addicted to the feeling you yeah, get after you eat the food rather yeah. than like, oh, wow, that tasted amazing. Yeah. Although you can make it taste good. 
you know, yeah. people back in And that's in the, the fun part, making it taste great. Yeah, dude. Especially in today's world, I feel like we're at this time, especially in L.A., there's so many innovations to make that healthy food just taste so much better. Mm-hmm. And we are in such a lucky place. Because you go to... you go to the internet, dude. There's everything on there. How to make anything. Yeah. But that, that's more on you. And I think it usually starts with... People are naturally a little bit more lazy. You know? And they're... Like, if you look at why people are mainly overweight and all that, it's because they're going out to all these places and they get in habits of going to uh, fast food chains and stuff like that because they just they feel like they don't have they don't have the time to create you know this meal to build unless it's like a craft macaroni and cheese just something you mix in a pot it's good to go yeah so having healthy alternative restaurants that just taste delicious but also aren't that expensive that's kind of the that's the trick there you know yeah but you if you go into another state even another city you're going to see a lot different things people do not have the access to any of these things uh these these really cool health alternatives that taste delicious and also makes you feel so much better mm-hmm. and and then there's also on top of that and this is kind of going into this whole fucking wormhole of of just shit of of all the stupid branding that these nutritional companies do that you know quote unquote nutritional companies because a lot of these people are are just manipulating consumers. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's disgusting to see. Because it's, it's a lot more simple than people need, but people want a pill. And if they get promised that, if they get something with pretty wrapping paper on it that says this is going to make you feel better, they're way more willing to try that rather than um, experiment and trial and error. It takes that initiative. Mm. I, this, is, this is something that I think you you might agree with when we were young we got into working out because we wanted to look good mm-hmm. we wanted to aesthetically you know attract the opposite sex show off to you know show off what you you gained through hard work and all that and it was all external and we ate food to get bigger we get we we took supplements to lean out and uh you know um feel better at, at that, yeah. those movements <clears throat> but then when we started falling into it and this is this is me personally I, I I don't know about you but I started realizing like wow you know I might look good right now but sometimes I just feel like shit yeah you know, I just don't feel good yeah. I just don't feel good at all you know and like when I was doing the bodybuilding style stuff I did not feel good a lot of the time especially when you're trying to bulk up bulking is the worst yeah bulking you feel worse than worst. if you didn't work out at all and you're taking in all this energy calories you're taking in all this energy that's supposed to give you fucking fuel. Mm. But really what it's doing is just it's taxing your system so much. But over time, we just got into, or I got into, wow, what makes me feel better? And then I started finding that rhythm of things. And it's an addicting feeling once you get that. Yeah. And I'm so thankful. It, it makes sense why you start aesthetic and then move you know, into functionality. It does make sense, but I just think that we need to stop saying that this is so important to have your aesthetics be 100%. If you, if you work good, you're going to feel good, and your body's going to look better. Mm. They, they're so correlated, the, the internal 
feeling good and functionality and the external, you know, maybe not bodybuilding level, but you're going to look good without a shirt on, you know, yeah. if you're, if you're, if you're, you know, yeah, definitely, definitely synergistic and you're going to live a better life. That yeah. is for damn sure. And for the, to like straighten out the record, like bodybuilders, when they're on stage, they are so unhealthy. They oh. feel like shit. Afterwards, they feel like ass. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that... You're, Which you're most people wouldn't yourself. Most people wouldn't know. Well, know? And, and they do the same thing with movies. You know, like you see Brad Pitt in Fight Club, and people are like, I want to look like that, I want to look like that. They don't realize that that guy was depleting his, his body of, high, of all that water, you know, and, and he was probably so weak going into that. His brain was all foggy, couldn't think. He was forgetting his lines, maybe. And all that just to, you know, to have skin-tight skin, you know, and, yeah. and show off the, the, the eight-pack or whatever. Yeah. It's just not worth it, man. It's just not worth it. Not sustainable. You could look so good and feel so good by just that exactly what you said, that trial and error. And I think that going into that, I really do think that these healthy fats and even some of the saturated fats and mixing that with protein to stabilize the blood sugar I just feel unstoppable I really feel like the best I've ever felt by by doing this and mm. I'm still not I'm, I'm not cutting out the foods that I love you know I, I was telling you I was eating the donuts sometimes I feel like shit but I would say 80% of the time I'm feeling like I'm on top of the world and I feel like I study better I think better, I talk better, I love better, you know? It yeah. affects it affects every single component of how I feel. That's so awesome. I am so happy. And that's yeah. why I really like talk, I love to talk about these things because it's yeah. just it's something that really has made a difference in my life, you know? And I and I see you as well and I and I feel like you're going the same exact thing. I'm super stoked. Yeah. I, I I wish every single person, not for me. I don't want people to because some people talk to me because like I did training and stuff like that and they, they almost expect me to tell them what to do exactly and I'm like but they have to come up with their own recipe yeah I could give you all the tools you need but yeah. you have to be willing to I feel like everybody try everybody um, really should be passionate about food yeah we, it's something we all have to do mm-hmm. you know you might as well use it to optimize yourself it's, it's such if you want to hack your body if you want to hack your system that's step one yeah. That and sleep, in my in my opinion, <clears throat> are the top top dogs. Mm-hmm. And then I really think cold immersion. <laughs> <laughs> not to not to get on the trend uh, the trendy machine or, or whatever the bandwagon. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's another thing that really really has helped me out. Just immersing myself in cold water. It sucks for a second, but I feel so revitalized. What do you do? Showers or <clears throat> showers? Jumping in the ocean. I've been I've been able to surf without a wetsuit and I feel good. I feel sharp and I just feel like I feel so alive. Yeah. There's something about cold. It just brings out that that shock in your body. Um that just kind of wakes all these different hormonal passages and it just releases this dopamine rush that just makes you go, "Ah, life is good. Yeah. Life is good." If you're depressed, take an ice bath. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. All right. What's what's uh, what do you think is 
the one tidbit of information that you might want to end with that that for you personally has helped you feel better and look better mm-hmm. and all that um I mean start getting passionate about food start getting passionate about your diet you know this is something we all have to do if there's something that you have to do in life you might as well be passionate about it yeah. if you're not you're just dragging your feet if you have to go to work get passionate about some sort of work mm-hmm. you know if you have to eat get passionate about some sort of food that you have to eat you know? totally um, yeah and that is the underlying motivation that's gonna you know yield results passion yeah, yeah. I really like that man I really like that yeah cool um, as far as you know as soon as you get passionate about it get passionate about dedicating yourself to one course of action trying out um, you know one type of diet plan then try out another mm-hmm. you know and you know, keep this going until, you know, you figure it out. And to piggyback on that, you know, you might start with like a fad diet, but anything that says don't eat this food, don't eat that food, you know, you need to do research on for yourself because that's something else, you know, like limit certain foods, totally. But a lot of these diets that I see in the, the big world, because a lot of people, they claim to what they've seen. They, they want to go with that, but they, you, it, it's hard work what you were just saying. But it's just finding your own best food journal, for best diet, you know, and trial and error of all those things. Yeah. I really dig that, man. What about you? I would say... I would say that food... Whether it be, you know, going to a fast food restaurant, if that's the only diet that you can go, just make smarter choices and try and do your research on it. So if you're going to a fast food restaurant and if that's the only thing that you're offered, try and make it the most, make the most out of that situation. You know, okay, uh, we have to, we're stuck with this environment. I'm going to get, you know, the protein sandwich yeah without the bun just starting to lean towards the healthier options yeah and it doesn't have to be just jumping into you know eating salads every single meal that's not really health that's not what health is it's it's just whatever is feasible for you whatever is doable for you make that first action and stick with that for a little bit and then make the second action and just add on to it because it's really hard to make change that fast you know it this is this is a life learning this is a life process like me and you were talking about this, we're still learning. We're still understanding. And we started from someplace where it was like we had no idea. We had no grasp. But doing our research and kind of finding credible sources, because it's very hard to weed through it, I think that was, that was one of the biggest things that helped me out. Like actually being passionate towards understanding what is this going to do for me and asking questions. Not letting my ego get the best of me. I, ask, I try to ask questions to anyone that might have higher knowledge. And I took it with a grain of salt. Some people's information, maybe they're just talking out of their ass. Some people's information, it works for them. It might not work for me. Every yeah. single person's different. Yeah. So just gather up that whole you know, information and, and make your decisions based off your own intuition, based off all of that uh, you know, knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. 
I think that's podcast out, yeah? Podcast out. Bye, everybody. <laughs>